2: Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
3: The fan is better when you're a part of it. Call us at 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount Plus.
4: Welcome! The Casamigos Big Shot of the Night is brought to you by Casamigo's Tequila. Casamigos Tequila is brought to you by those who drink it. Like me. I'm even wearing my Casamigos hoodie. Repping the gang. Uh, it sucks. I have to give the Casamigos big shot of the night to uh peasy money sniper, Mr. Big Shot himself, former Brooklyn net, former Golden State Warrior. Yeah, I wanted to say that in my open, right? Like. Nets fans have to realize this is the guy that left Oklahoma City, can't beat him, join him, and jumped on the Warriors franchise. That's who we were thinking when he signed his extension for four years to stay here was going to actually stay here. It's Kevin Durant. Seven, turned back to 35, and he put on that Suns jersey. He came into Barkley Center. A cool eight in the first quarter, a cool eight in the second quarter. At halftime, he's like, oh, I'm going to cook these boys. I'm going to give them a show. I'm going to close them out. And he went off. He ends up being the leading scorer with 33 points. And you know he's efficient. 10 out of 16 field goals made. Knocked down two three-pointers. 11 out of 12 from the free throw line. Mr. Whammy did not whammy him, and he still got whammied anyway. Casamigos big shot of the night. Goes to Kevin Durant returning to New York, to Barclays Center, in front of sad Brooklyn Nets fans that were like, but but, but I thought you wanted us. Sam is in New Jersey. Sam, you're on the fan. Go, Sam, go.
0: I just want to talk about the Barclays Center. Yeah. It must be the softest, softest, softest environment yeah. for an away team. <laughs> to play it.
4: it is. You hear, uh, do you
0: hear my voice right now? Yeah,
4: yeah. Were you I, in there lo-
0: I lost. I lost my voice during the tribute video. Booing this man so hard. I was the Thank only you for your person in my section booing. Booing. I appreciate booing, you, booing.
4: Sam. They, I appreciate You know you.
0: how soft the Barclays Center is. Yeah,
4: they're confused.
0: They, they told me that I had to settle down.
4: For booing Kevin Durant. Oh, no. So they were
0: threatening actions.
4: One of the ushers came up to you. Oh, yeah. A
0: two to three ushers yeah. threatening. That's actions. why we're
4: never going to be anything, man. That's why we're always going to be the lowly Nets, the miserable Nets. Because you know what? I, as soon as I heard a little bit of booze, I'm like, yeah, boo his ass. Boo. Every time he touches oh, the Oh my I'm god! Boo.
0: You said the Nets fans were booing them softly. Yeah. There were a few that were booing softly.
4: So, you know what I'm saying?
0: I booed with all um, my heart.
4: When Kyrie went back to TD Garden up there in Boston, what'd that sound like? Oh my God! It sounded
0: electric. That's what I was hoping for tonight. Nah, I tried, you know. we don't
4: have it in us. We never had anything. Never won anything. Don't know uh, anything. They still are looking. At, I saw the videos. I have a ton of friends. I have a, a Talking Ned's podcast account where I'm getting to see you in the arena. There's people sitting there with puppy dog eyes, like, oh, he's yeah, he's doing man. his warm up. He used to do that on the other side of the floor for us. Like Kevin Durant Italian. is back.
3: KD. KD.
0: I'm sick of the man. He's dead to me. It's pathetic that these fans are just so obsessed with the man. What did he do, Keith? Tell me.
4: Step, what did he stepped do on the, Stepped on the line. What did he do? That was a two-point shot, not a three-point shot. That's how I'll be remembered. Stepped on the line. Uh, sat out a whole year. Came here and sat out a whole year, collected. He uh,
0: he is not a net. He's a, he's a uh, I don't know. He's a Brooklyn picket-selling. He's a, between, a Seattle uh,
4: Supersonics. Right? <laughs> He's a, a Seattle Supersonic. Uh, they don't exist, and his legacy doesn't exist. He's got a tarnished legacy, man. And when Let me
0: tell you, I cannot wait. I cannot wait for the playoffs till this man just gets absolutely embarrassed. Yeah, it's coming. By Nikola Jokic and company.
4: It's coming because you know they're not going to be healthy, Murray. and you know they don't have it. They don't
0: have a point guard. I, even if they are healthy, I do, they're going to get embarrassed.
4: Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll have the last laugh. I mean, I just hope that the Nets actually, like, as an organization, can figure it out. Like, you heard me talking about Ben Simmons. What a joke, right? You, you could have used Ben Simmons tonight. Speaking oh of my needing goodness. a point guard, you yeah. could have used some size, Paul. You could have used a, a, a point guard. You could have used somebody to facilitate you, the he, offense. He looked
0: fantastic last game. Fantastic. I can't even talk to you right now because my voice is so shocked. I was booing with my whole heart. Every breath that came through my lungs
2: yeah, from and, that and, and soft, And now, now you're flagged. Soft, now you're
0: flagged Barclays that, at, at Barclays, Center. Barclays
4: Center. What a joke.
0: I was breathing the soft Barclays air, and then it was coming out of my lungs as hard nose basketball booze key.
4: I'm sorry, Sam. You're the man. Appreciate you. <laughs> See? <laughs> Sam from New Jersey. Like I said, I had more of an issue with the Nets leaving New Jersey than KD leaving. I knew it was coming. I remember watching the NBA free agent frenzy, and the alert came across two summers ago, Kevin Durant requests trade out of Brooklyn. Oh, it's over. (laughs) It's over. And then, of course, they go into the season, they have a nice little run, and they don't give Kyrie his extension because Kyrie wants to dabble in anti-Semitic films and links and post them. And, you know, he already was coming off the whole, uh, uh, you know, the vaccine bull so, as Nets fans, this is what we get. As Nets fans, this is where we are. And that's why, you know, I know some Nets fans are sick about the Knicks. I'll never be a Knicks fan. I'll never root for the Knicks. I'll never, I will never i don't want to join in that. But I, I, I'm not, like, I'm not looking at them, like, je- with jealousy. My friends that are Knicks fans, even people not my friends, listening to the state, like, I'm happy for them. Stay down till you come up. Maybe one day the Nets will come up. We thought that was our come up, but it was fool's gold. We were dealing with some guys that were all about themselves. We were dealing with some guys that did not connect with the fan base, did not connect with the city, did not connect with the borough. We're not like that at all. And this is the NBA. They're teaming up still. They're going to play with their friends. You heard Evan today talking about the Knicks and talking down on the Knicks that they don't have The superstar, the top five superstar that it takes. You know what they have, though? A team. You know what they have, though? Team chemistry, belief, and a a hungry-ass fan base that is following them to every arena they go to, that is talking about them every single day and believes this is the time. It starts with belief, the power of belief, the power of your mind. Your thoughts become things. Go, New York, go. I'm not hating on it. I'm not hating on it. So, if the Knicks actually figure it out, I'll be there. Shout out to Casamigos. Like I always say, I was in there game five last year with the same Casamigos hoodie on. Casamigos shows me big love, put me in those seats. I was sitting there watching the Knicks play the Heat, thinking to myself as, you know, I didn't wear any Nets gear because I'm not like that. I wouldn't show up there with a Nets jersey on. I did have on some Nets socks, hiding them. But I'm like, how did this happen so fast? We went from being in the playoffs, the second round of the playoffs, uh, you know, thinking the Nets were going to do something to, boom, they're they're done getting swept. That's what the Nets do best, get to the playoffs, brag about it, get swept. But then the Knicks advance. So would I like to see the Knicks get past the second round this year? Why not? I'm a sports fan. I like to see things in sports that we don't usually see. And what we don't usually see is the Nets be competent for multiple years. What we don't see is the Nets actually build their core, draft, develop, and keep their guys. It's deja vu. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. I became a Nets fan when Jay Kidd came over here. Shout out to Richard Jefferson. You know, that that is the era that made me say, hey, I'm a Jersey boy. We don't have too many teams in Jersey. I'm in here wearing a New Jersey Devil's headband. That's the only team we got left. And they moved... The, the Brooklyn Nets over there, Prudential Center, briefly before they skipped to Barclays Center. And I was even mad at Hove. I was mad at Jay-Z. I'm moving the Nets to BK. Ball so hard. No, 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 Jigga, that's not cool. Don't take our hoops. Don't take our team. No, I'm not. Back then when I was young and I was broke, I can't get to Brooklyn. No, I, I don't want to go to Brooklyn. I don't have the bread. I'm not getting on the train. I can't drive up there. And here we are, man. Fast forward to now. My guy Josh in Passaic, New Jersey, on the fan. What's up, Josh?
5: Good, Keith. How are you?
4: I'm good. I'm just leaning into the Nets conversation, but we're going to get off that. I don't even have that much time tonight. I'm taking my Nets calls because that's what I'm supposed to do, right? I, I listened to BT crush the Jets this morning. Then I listened to Evan uh, as a Nets fan try and calm some of you Knicks fans down and humble some of you Knicks fans. I can't do that. Not, not with the state of the Nets currently. I feel like I don't have any foot to stand on with what's going on in this Nets world.
5: Okay, first off, there's more to talk about. And obviously the conversation wouldn't be so. Wandy Peralta, yeah, I'll get to Wandy Peralta and the
4: Yankees. I'll get there.
5: These are only like little things, but first first thing with the Nets and they looking to trade Finney Smith, what exactly do you think they're trying to get out of this?
4: So, like, okay, there's more things to talk about with the Nets. What are they going to send, Dorian Finney Smith, to the Lakers? I have no idea what his value is. I have no idea what they get in return. What the, like, I don't it, I don't trust Sean Marks. I don't trust Joe side to actually do the right things, the smart things that are going to help this team. Whatever they get is cool. If they can get us a Bodega Cat mascot to walk around Barclays Center for Dorian Finney-Smith, fine.
5: Wow, okay, fine. But isn't I, you mentioned the thing with the Rockets, giving back some of their picks. So something that's been good also with Ken Thomas is that this is like the perfect time if they're playing – uh, and dumping him because they don't trust him, and they to put him Why would
4: we dump Cam Thomas?
5: Because they don't ours. trust him.
4: They're dumb. They're they're hard headed. Like he's he's a bucket. He's the future. You build around him. You don't dump him. He's young, and he's just gonna get better. Yeah,
1: they need be to stop being stubborn just and just leave him. They need
4: to just stop being stubborn, leave him in the starting lineup. Jacques Vaughn says that they meet and they go over film in the hotel room, so keep coaching him up. The franchise tonight, when that game started, I was like, Nick Claxton is a franchise. They're not moving on from Nick Claxton, who they drafted and developed. We're finally getting the Nick Claxton that we wanted. He let us down the first couple years. They're going to pay him and keep him. It's Mikael Bridges. It's Nick Claxton. It's Cam Thomas. Get Spencer Dinwiddie up out of here. Hey, respectfully. Appreciate you, tech guy with a jumper Spencer, everything that you did first stint with the Nets coming back, whatever. And if they wanna if they wanna send Dorian Finney Smith to the Lakers and get D'Angelo Russell for these Nets stands that still stand D low ice in his veins, do it. I couldn't care less about this season, bro. I was so ready for baseball.
5: Hmm. and to think like you know it, this whole Ben Simmons thing, that this and that to do I guess to do, real, to do real oh, estate, yeah. BS. Big B S. They big really think
4: big he's baby, big baby, BS in Philly. No, he's, bro, like this guy's ducking. I, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I play football, and I know I always get roasted online by anonymous haters. Are like this guy always talks about playing football. And I'm like, yeah, you guys, you guys barely could play in gym. But like, like you gotta want it. You gotta play. Are you hurt or you injured? I remember I had a coach that would say, Are you hurt or are you injured? Because you can play hurt. You can't play injured. Is Ben Simmons hurt or is he injured? How come they they have MRIs and nothing ever comes up on the MRIs? They scan his body, look at stuff, and he just always needs time. The guy is is not serious about playing basketball, so the Nets aren't serious about basketball because they they're the ones that took him on and they keep playing this game. It's, it's
5: nonsense. Like how do you even explain to somebody like what a less knee contusion, whoever he has, why he should be missing more than two games? But who knows what his state would be if he went to Philly?
4: Big baby, big for nothing. Cook, should still be in Philadelphia. I would have laughed at Daryl Morey. I would have said that's your problem. <laughs> James Harden will force James. James Harden don't have to play. He can do whatever he wants to do. If he wants to sit out, by, we're not taking on your headache, which is Ben Simmons. But I don't know. Maybe there was something in there with, with New Zealand and Australian connection. Who knows? Ben Simmons. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I just, I'm so down on the Nets. I, I can't believe that this is actually. That's what I said. It's weird, right? It's like a weird dream. It's like, you know, sometimes when you when you have dreams and you keep dreaming and they get weird and then you wake up because you know you're in a dream. They get so so far-fetched. You're like, this can't be real. And you wake up out of it. That's where we are with the Nets. Thanks for the call, Josh. 877-337-6666. Net Fan Therapy. Are the Nets still in the league? Brad is in Alpine, New Jersey. What's up, Brad? You're on the fan.
3: Hey, Keith. Thanks a lot for taking the call. Appreciate it.
4: No problem.
6: Hey, you know, just looking
3: back on the everything, and you know, with the big three, it's like sort of happy that that's not how we won our first championship. I mean, it would have been like not me. I would have taken or,
4: it. You know. I would have been partying. I would have. Ooh, I would have celebrated that. I would. have I was planning. <laughs> but I feel you. I hear I, you.
3: I hear. You. I mean, I cried. I cried the day, and maybe even the two days after Game Seven against the Bucks. It was. You know, I was there, and it was.
0: I was there
4: too. You know,
3: tremendous, <laughs> tremendous atmosphere, but. No, I think it's like the equivalent of like losing your virginity, going to a prostitute. That's that's what it would have felt like. It would have been good, <laughs> but it would have felt it would have been dirty. This, it, would, it
0: would. This have is been a right, children's you know. program,
4: Brad. <laughs> They're all asleep now. Come on, I just had Young Josh on the phone. Thanks for the call, Brad. I gotta let you go, bro. Ah, my boy came on. My boy Brad from Alpine, New Jersey, came on. Said he wouldn't have taken that championship in sports. You take, I take a championship. I don't give a damn how they get it. And here in New York, it seems like we keep going this route, the mercenary route. Get these guys to come here. They're going to save the Nets and win a championship. Get these guys to come here. They're going to bring the Mets a World Series. Get these guys to come here. Get this one guy to come here and whatever guys that he tells the GM to bring from Green Bay or <laughs> whoever he wants here, Aaron Rodgers, they're going to bring the Jets a Super Bowl. It doesn't work like that. But in theory, if it did actually work like that for us, we'd take it. My man Brad followed that up. with. He he said he cried after Game 7. I thought he was about to go back to losing to the Spurs. I thought he was about to go back to losing to the Lakers. Yeah, I think as a kid, I cried watching Shaq bully the Nets. Because I liked Shaq and Kobe, and I didn't know how to feel. I wanted to win a championship, but I was this close as a kid. I always tell you a story about bro taking me to the Garden to see Kobe when I was 12. That was... That was the time I was a free agent. I was like, well, I can't follow Jordan to D.C. And I watched Shaq and Kobe dominate the Nets. That's when I wanted to cry. <laughs> I knew they weren't beating the Spurs. I knew they weren't beating the Lakers. But getting to the finals and only two teams are playing and there's a team in Jersey playing and I'm a kid. I'm... That's when I wanted to cry. Not game seven. I was at game seven. I, I have a semi-viral video, at least in NBA Twitter and Nets Twitter. I was filming. <laughs> I was filming and I have myself on film while everybody is screaming and waving towels and bugging out and and it looks like I'm teary-eyed but I'm not teary-eyed. I'm I am stunned. I look up at the scoreboard, I look down. My wife is next to me. My wife is like, "What's going on?" I'm like, "That's not a 3." I'm like, "If it's a 3, that's game. Like his foot was on the line. That's a 2." And I'm like, "This is the net fan experience. This is what it's like" to root for a franchise like this. I made a wrong decision when I was younger. But whatever, it is what it is. 877-337-6666, you stay down till you come up. It's part of it. It's not all front-running. It's not all bandwagoning. It's not all jumping on to win a championship and then you win every year. That's just not how it works. And I think it helps me as a fan of like the Yankees when I was a kid. The Dallas Cowboys are trash. I'm a Devils fan, and I'm a late Devils fan. I wasn't even on when the Devils were winning Stanley Cups. I've gone back and YouTube those things. And Come on, Devils. Jack Hughes, please. Come on back. We're cooked. 877-337-6666. It seems like a Nets, Jets, Mets night. An Ets night. Misery for the fans that root for all three of those teams. It's it's a miserable existence. I'm reading this article from The Athletic today, and there's not one surprise in it. But what it is is it's just so like the, the Jets don't deserve to escape this right now. They don't they don't get out of jail free because Aaron Rodgers says so. You feel me? Like. They don't they don't get to bypass the scrutiny. They don't get to bypass the whole offseason being talked about, being picked at because Aaron Rodgers says R E L A X. You picking up what I'm putting down? The athletics spoke to 30 sources in and around the organization, some of whom were granted anonymity to speak freely about the inner workings of the team without reprisal. Aaron Rodgers gets on Pat McAfee and says, we got to get that out of the building. Yeah, and there's people in the building. They're like, who the hell are you? You played four plays. Shut up. These reporters are going to do their jobs. I got Zach Rosenblatt coming on the fan tomorrow, a well, five-hour. Well, it's already tomorrow, so 7 p.m. I think Zach is going to join us. You guys know I've had Zach on a bunch of times. I think he's joined a few other shows, too. Nobody's had him on more than me. Zach writes for the Jets or writes for the Athletic covering the Jets. I'm gonna save some of that for when I have Zach on. And what what is the, the job of a reporter <laughs> to cover the team and to uncover some of these things with the team, man? And there wasn't one thing in there that surprised me. It just doubled down. Where's where, which way y'all want to go? Start with Rob Sala. Like I think it's hilarious. <laughs> I think it's hilarious how the article opens up that Rob Rob Sala had a saved picture on his iPhone, of Aaron Rodgers in a number eight New York Jets jersey carrying the American flag as he ran out of the tunnel for the season opener. You know what I have on my phone? I have my son. I have a picture of my son on there. Rob Saul's got, like, seven kids. You got a picture of Aaron Rodgers on your iPhone. <laughs> I'm sorry. I read that this morning. I was like, this is a grown-ass man, dog." Every time he looks at his iPhone, he's thinking about the season ending, right? He's thinking about that moment. Oh, man, that was rocking. And then there's a part in here about when they uh, leaked the information that Zach Wilson was reluctant to play. Let me find it. That he he was going to take people's cell phones. Who are you? You're not the boss of anything over here. You're going to take somebody's cell phone? Man, it's a mess. (laughs) 877-337-6666. Like, there's so many different things in this article. And, you know, then, I like, Rex Hogan, the Jets' GM Rex Rex Hogan, mutually parts ways. They agree to part ways after the last five years. Man, it, it is getting interesting over there. Maybe it's not too late to fire Rob Sala. Nah, it is. It's too late. But, like, it's crazy that, like, Bill Belichick doesn't have a job. Mike Vrabel doesn't have a job. Pete Carroll doesn't have a job. Dan Quinn, defensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys, thought he was going to get a job. You know, these jobs are drying up in the NFL. I told you last night, Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator for the Lions, he's staying. Job's not finished. He wants to run it back. We will get to the mountaintop, Dan Campbell. We will get back to this game. The Seahawks are set. They're hiring the Ravens defensive coordinator Mike McDonald, the youngest coach in the league, going from Pete Carroll, the oldest coach in the league. Sam in Spring Valley. The Chiefs just beat the Ravens, and the Ravens, they're probably not getting back. The, the Chiefs could win it next year, too. The AFC is theirs until it's not.
5: Yeah, hey, hey. Um. Hey. First, before I start, how are you feeling about, you heard about the conspiracy theory with Till Swift?
4: The conspiracy theory with Taylor Swift that
5: uh, I, heard I was talking about earlier too. If the
4: if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, she'll cut her bangs.
5: No, uh, Charles Kelsey will propose after it. She'll say the only man I love more is Joseph Biden. <laughs> no,
1: nah, I didn't hear that.
4: No, nah, I didn't hear any anything like that. That's a good one, though, Sam.
5: But big news in the more political world.
4: Yeah, I'm not a political guy. I don't do politics. I don't, I don't, I'm not. I just, I just don't. I'm too into the sports and like hip hop. I'm just really sports and music. I always been. I remember my mom trying to drive me to the polls to vote for Barack Obama. I'm like, I'm not voting for him because he's black. I got to go vote for Barack Obama. He won. <laughs> I, I would have voted for him if I cared to vote back then. Like I, I'm not voting for Biden. He's too old. Like the fate of the world, my one vote. You guys go vote though. Voting is good. I don't even vote for the NBA All Star Game or none of that. I'm not a, I'm not a politics guy. I, you know what? I always feel like if I don't know enough about something, I just like, and I don't have the time to research it or or really learn it. Then like I don't I don't speak too much on it. I don't get too involved in it. But I understand the jokes about Biden. I just think I think he's too old to be running the country. Same thing with the other guy too. Oh, Sam just clanked the phone on me. Biden supporter. <laughs> but he just made the Biden joke. I don't know. You, know. you know, these kids. I don't think he's old enough to vote. Kids these days. <laughs> please, please, I don't think he's old enough to vote. He's definitely not. He's definitely not. He can vote for Jalen Brunson. He should have put in. He should have stuffed the ballot for Jalen Brunson to be in the All-Star game. All right, before we go to break, you know what Jarvis is going to do. Jarvis is from Harlem. And uh, he's going to come on. He's going to tell you about them Jets. What's up, Jarvis? What's up, Keith? How you going? I'm good, man.
6: Yeah, like you say about like the New York Jets and uh, Ross Sala, it's unbelievable. I, I was listening the BT just just killing Ross Sala um, this morning. I was like, oh, it's like, why is, uh, is uh, Ross Sala here? Oh, he should be fired. And, you know, things like um, – because most Jets fans don't have faith in his coaching staff. And uh, it's not gonna make a whole lot different. What they're gonna do in this all season. And uh everybody's wanna you know, so all the Jeffers want to be all in The Aaron Rodgers think it's gonna be all because um all in because they think they're gonna make it to the Super Bowl next year. I, think I don't think they're going anywhere because they don't trust the head coach, you know, they're making like they're gonna make a run and you know, things like that. And you know, so it's just it's just it's gonna be they're gonna run it back, it's the same thing. You know, and look at the teams. Look and that's at the, the a- thing,
4: Jarvis. That's why I said they shouldn't be able to get away with this. Like, if I like I have a lot of friends that are Jets fans, and I lean Gang Green, as I always say. I can't root for the Giants growing up a, a Cowboys fan. But I want to see the Jets win. But if I'm a Jets fan, I'm mad as hell. I'm like, yo, th- like, this isn't right. We're setting our franchise back by running it back with this guy. Aaron Rodgers hasn't been healthy in two years. What if he's one and done after this year? Like, this is this is malpractice. This is self sabotage, sacrilegious.
6: Right, right, right. I mean, I mean, they talking about like, yeah, you could, and everybody talking about like the just successful. Oh, they can talk about two AFC championships all you want to. I mean, ever since since then, they haven't made the plays in fourteen years. So that's all they talk about. Oh, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. How about they make the players for and to fourteen year drought and make the playoffs and, and get to the AFC championship?
4: That's what they need to focus on doing. No, I it just it, it's just clear that they lack leadership. Thanks for the call, Jarvis. It's clear they lack leadership. Aaron and like talk about leadership. Your your GM of the last five years, but probably like I, I, how can we never hear about Rex Hogan? I'm like I rarely ever hear from this guy. He steps down. Uh, who was it? Dan Duggan made a great joke. He said, uh, "This is he steps down." Uh, clearing the way for Aaron Rodgers to take over as the GM. <laughs> we gotta take a break, man. When I come back, I'm gonna hit you with a couple different lines from this article. It's such a long article. I read it this morning when I was half awake. I I took a couple notes on it, and there's there's a few things that are like nothing surprising, but there's a few things that when you actually read this article, you're like, okay, yep, it just peels the curtain back a little bit, you know, like when we were talking about. Timmy Boyle. Timmy Boyle can spin it. Come on. I had Timmy Boyle's quarterback coach on. We talked about Timmy Boyle's college stats and whatnot. Like, Timmy Boyle should have never gotten a start in the NFL. He will never start another game in the NFL. He should have never gotten a start with this team, with the talent on this team, where this team was still actually in it. You actually put Timmy Boyle on like criminal. Not 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 right. I want a refund. And I ain't even waste no money on the Jets. 877-337-6666. I got 90 minutes less. Let's take this break. Keith McPherson on the fan. KM to 2 a.m. returns right after this.
6: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
2: Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
6: When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Santana into the windup. The payoff pitch
3: on the way. Swung out and missed. Strike three. He's done it. Johan Santana has pitched the no-hitter. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the
4: Free odyssey app. Yeah, 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 hell yeah. February 1st. Good morning, good morning. Happy Black History Month. I mean, I should have said happy birthday to Jackie Robinson like 40 minutes ago. I forgot to do that. Sorry, Jack. Sorry up there, Jack. Appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you, man. Y'all heard that story about what they did in Wichita, Kansas? Before we get back to the Jets, why not? Why not? Why not? I don't think anybody's really talked about it on the fan, no? If they have, I haven't heard it. Maybe they did on the morning show. I'm always asleep when the morning show is on. But, yeah, there was a stolen Jackie Robinson statue burned in a trash can. Um, shout out to my guy. I should actually hit up Bob actually, tomorrow. Let me hit up Mr. Bob Kendrick. You guys know the Prez? The president of the Negro League Museum out there in Kansas City. Bob Kendrick, that's my OG. Um did a podcast with him years ago, linked with him in Seattle at the Players Alliance uh, dinner that we had. And um, I mean, I really came across this story a few days ago when he was posting about it. But yeah, Jackie Robinson's birthday was yesterday, the 31st. And unfortunately, man, racism is still alive. They just reconcealing it. You know, some people are just despicable and there's a stolen Jackie Robinson statue. They were they were searching for it, right? Fire, fire crews uh, found the burn remains Tuesday of a prized bronze statue of Jackie Robinson that was stolen last week from a public park in Kansas. The Wichita Fire Department received a call around 8.40 a.m. about a trash can on fire, right? So they basically cut this statue <clears throat> and just left the feet. It was a new statue put up of Jackie Robinson, um, installed in 2021 at McAdams Park, where kids play. 600 kids play in a youth baseball league there. And I don't know, maybe, maybe, I I think they're trying to figure out, you know, who these people are that did it. Uh, I think they have some video or whatnot of them, but it's just like, why? (laughs) Why? What makes you want to take down a Jackie Robinson statue at a kids' little league field and then burn it i don't know it doesn't mean anything it's a statue we've pulled down statues all across this country but it's just like triggering right it's upsetting especially the week before jackie robinson's birthday and the week before black history month if you ever heard me talk about black history month i'm not really a fan it's the shortest month of the year (laughs) i make history every day i don't need a month I think Kanye said that I make black history every day. I don't need a month. 877-337-6666. But, yeah, so I hope they find them guys. And when they do, those guys will be famous. I'm sure they will make sure everybody sees them and knows them. At least they didn't hurt nobody. They hurt some people's feelings. Hurt a statue. And, you know, I saw some people really upset about it. I'm like, the statue can get redone. They can put it back up. They can make a brand new one. They didn't hurt anybody. They didn't do anything. But yeah, it's just like well, weird what's the motive, yo? <laughs> like what do you like what drives you to do that? What are you doing in your in your your life that you're like, "Hey, let's go to the Little League field, McAdam's Park. We're going to take a saw to the Jackie Robinson statue. And then before they catch us, we're going to burn it down." They're going to catch you. Like you can't do anything now. You can't do anything in public, even out in Kansas. There's cameras they're going to figure out who you are. They supposedly have the truck. They like they identified the truck. It's only a matter of time. Let's see. Police spokesperson said that with the assistance from arson investigators, they have conducted more than 100 interviews. Surveillance video shows two people hauling the sculpture away in the dark to a truck that was later found abandoned. Like, they're they're going to find these people, and it's like, They're gonna try and throw everything at you. They're gonna like you didn't hurt a a person, a human being, but they're gonna hit you with vandalism. They're gonna hit you with uh, trespassing, breaking and entering. There's probably some arson charges now. But yeah, just wanted to say happy birthday, Jackie Robinson, and uh, happy Black History Month to all, not all that celebrate. To everybody, to everybody, man, to all Americans. White Americans, black Americans, we're all Americans. I was having that conversation with somebody recently, man. I get hit with a lot of racism. Not a lot, actually. <clears throat> it's not that bad compared to what Jackie Robinson had to go through. But I get hit with, like, you know, some cowardice racism online. And I get it. I get it. You know, it's an easy thing to do. Uh, me being black, it's just easy to say things. Like, you know, whether it's it, it's it's twofold. Like, I get a lot of times, like, this black guy talks like a white guy. Okay. <laughs> Because I can speak well, I'm on the radio. I have to be able to speak well. Or I, I'll get the the other really dumb one that's like, this is affirmative action, diversity hire. He only got the job because he's black. Quite the contrary. <laughs> like If it was that simple, there'd be a bunch of black dudes that didn't go pro talking sports at New York City. I have conversations all the time with black dudes about basketball, football, baseball, not so much hockey. But I even stepped into the puck world. I'll see you at the Black History Month celebration next Tuesday or this upcoming Tuesday at the Rock Prudential Center. But yeah, that stuff doesn't really bother me. I just, I've gotten so used to it. I'm so old now. I think when I was a kid and I couldn't like really like control my emotions and, you know, I wanted to fight people. And I was just mad about being broke and my dad not being around and, being a minority in a predominantly white area, it was a little more frustrating then. But I don't, you know, I don't care now. You know, just opening up, being real with y'all before we go back to ripping the Jets and talking about the Mets and these day games. And yeah, I didn't tell my story. I'll tell my story before we get back to the phones. Eighty-seven-seven thirty-three-seven sixty-six sixty-six. Maybe we spark something. Maybe we spark some calls. I see Yankees, Knicks. I haven't even mentioned the Knicks, but like I actually did mention the Knicks. I said. uh, as a Nets fan, you know, I'm not hating on them. Like, if this is your time, it might be. Like, don't let Evan, don't let any Nets fans or any other haters or skeptics tell you what you need or, or, or what you got to do or what you can't do. Something I'll tell you Knicks fans as well is every single year we watch the playoffs, a star gets hurt. And it changes the complexion of a series. Giannis got hurt in that Heat series. They, they got beat. We, we've seen Klay Thompson get hurt. We've seen Kyrie get hurt. We've seen Kawhi get hurt. We've seen Trey Young get hurt. We, it happens every year. We've seen Draymond get himself ejected, suspended. So it's not always just like the team that has the best, you know, the top five players are guaranteed to win. So much has to go right when you get that late in an NBA season. Guys are worn down, run down. They're, they're, they're going to pop up injured, pop up, pop up hurt, like, For Julius Randle right now, a thought that I had that I haven't expressed on air is last year he obviously had the ankle, and, you know, I think there was a little fatigue as well. With him missing this three to six weeks, it's rest for his legs. I'm sure he'll keep his mind sharp, but it'll also give these other guys an opportunity to get minutes that are valuable minutes come playoff time. That playoff energy is different than regular season, so I'm not going to hate on the Knicks fans. My guy, Mario, Long Beach, back on the fan. You got it.
3: How you doing? Good, good. Very good. Nice show as always.
4: Yeah, I was like a little congested, not under the weather, but like I got a baby and I like to drink on the weekends and the combination of like I had the Aaron Boone event and I'm shaking people's hands and taking pictures and talking to people. And then my baby's picking up, something I'm like, I better not be getting sick. I got this show, and then a five hour km to am to get through, and, and then I'm off, so I should be fine. But you know, just
3: something a little uh, earlier talking about race, it's very interesting because I'm married to an African American
4: woman, right? Yeah, and uh, and what nationality are you, Mario? If you don't I'm mind Italian. me asking, I'm Italian. Okay.
3: So so what happened was, I'm a vice president of the bank, so I went to a. You know, uh, I went to uh, dinner with one of my customers, a high-powered lawyer, and the next day, and you know what, I don't even think he meant anything bad by this, but sometimes there's a subliminal racism that's in somebody who do not even think it's bad. So he said to me, he said, oh, she speaks very well. Well, I'm
4: a <laughs> vice president of the back because I'm going to be
3: dating somebody who doesn't speak well. He didn't mean bad by it. Yeah, right? that,
4: but it, it, that it's, covert racism. That uh... <laughs> so, Do you agree? That's what
3: it is. 100%. Yeah, no,
4: that's happened to me, too. That's happened to me, you, too. That, that's why I just said it, because I heard you
3: say, oh, gee, he speaks like a white guy. No, yeah, you, speak like, an, you speaking, speak like an educated person.
4: Right, speaking, speak speaking like. well is uh, speaking correctly. Like, I always say this, Mario. I only know how to speak English, right? I don't know how to speak any other languages. So I think I should have a a decent command of the one language that I speak, whether I'm white, black, or green. Like, I don't know. We're getting there, though. And I think conversations like this for all to hear help us get there. And thank you for sharing that. My wife is white.
3: Right along with what you said. I wasn't even thinking about saying it, but once you said that. You know, a light bulb went off of my head. I said, I had the same thing happen
4: to me, just you know, like you were saying. Yeah, my, well, so I go through some of the same thing with my wife being white. Not so much anymore because, like, people either, they, they see me coming or they know who I am. But when we were younger, there's definitely, like, you know, introduced to some friends or some other people. And they're, like, even, even, like, the way I, like, I don't know, just carry myself in general. And I'm, like, <laughs> I'm supposed to be a gangster. I'm supposed to be a thug. Or maybe you watch too much TV. Maybe you maybe you watch too many episodes of The Wire or something. But listen, getting to my
3: Nick, uh my, my, my Nick thing. I, you were talking earlier about what Evan was saying. He was saying about the top five. I was trying to yeah. get it because I thought he was so off base with that. Because what does it matter the last ten years you have a top five player? So then he was naming the top five players. I said, The guy he's making one big mistake, right? If you want to go top 5, you got to go by position. When when they get an All-Star team or or yeah. the first NBA, they don't go the top 5 best players are the starting sometimes five. Sometimes it's a center. By, it's sometimes
4: it's a, yeah, sometimes so, uh, it's a two guard. So where Some, do you
3: think, where do you think um Brunson falls right now in point guards in the NBA? He might be the best.
4: He's I, definitely I a top that many that yeah, like he's definitely a top 5 point guard and yeah, he's got something to doubt. prove and he's got a team around him. He's got a good coach. The coach is valuable as well. I, I just I can't sign up to say if you don't have Giannis, if you don't have T- like what does Jason Tatum want being a top five player in the league?
3: Right, exactly. He says you can't be. Uh, what, did, what did he say? You can't be competitive or you can't fight for it. No, that's not true. It's really not true.
4: Yeah, and I know we we had to watch LeBron in a bunch of finals and Steph in a bunch of finals, but I just like I I understand that this Knicks team, there's just a different vibe and energy around them. I'm not going to put a ceiling on them. I'm not going to say what they can or can't do because I don't know that. Like, I don't know that.
3: Well, right now, the way they're playing, they're playing better than anybody in basketball. So yep. right now, I think they can play with everybody. But can they keep it up? That's another story. We right,
4: know? and that's why we watch and that's why we talk about it. But it's a good take. Like, Evan Evan had, you know, he had stuff to back it up. And, you know, when when guys come into the radio um, to do their show, you got to have a take. you got to have an opinion. Um, I kind of like to spread it out, if you haven't noticed, from my shows. I kind of, because I like, I know there's so many different people listening. I want different people to call in and join. So I really don't go hard on just one thing. But I understand it's a good way to kind of like set up your show to to come in and be like, I think this, the other host thinks this. That's another thing. I'm also a solo host. So what am I going to do? Like, uh, the Knicks can't win a championship because they don't have a top five team. No, Keith, you're wrong. Or they they have a, a top five point guard, and well, you're wrong because like, no, nah, I just I just come in and I and I say like, this something's different about these Knicks. Right, There's right, chemistry. Right. Like, we don't know what's gonna happen in the NBA. Somebody's gonna get hurt. Embiid is hurt right now. You can you can scratch the Sixers off with Nick Nurse and Tyrese Maxi and those boys anyway. I look at the Celtics. And I'm like, there's gotta be like, I hope it's like Celtics one seed, Knicks two seed, and then they somehow meet up, and then you get the for Zingis and they're like that. That would be gas. That would be amazing. That'd be a great series.
3: Yeah, no, without a doubt, and 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 I, and I think it would. You know, I, I think that right now they can compete with anybody they're playing. Yeah, really the, a- the
4: Bucks fired their coach. That's not great. Like, let's see what Doc Rivers actually does for the Bucks. Um, I would count them out because I don't know for some reason. It's just Coca Cola, like <laughs> they're sipping that Coca Cola with Doc Rivers. Don't matter if it's the Clippers, don't matter if, if it's the Sixers, like they just you know they blow leads. So the that, problem is the defense on the, on the yeah, the, the, and both, who on. has the best defense in the NBA right now? The Knicks, the Knicks. Thanks for the call, Mario. Thanks for the story. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna come um, come on WFAN and tell you about George Washington Carver. I used to hate some of the Black History Month stuff in in school, bro. I might have told y'all that story, like. I had I, I used to take advanced classes. I never took any AP classes, but I had, a, I had a, a good amount of advanced classes. I remember I had an advanced history class, and I was so mad that we had to watch Amistad in my advanced history class, I think my sophomore year. So I challenged it. I challenged the teacher on it. I challenged the class on it. I said, I'm not going to be sitting in here and having some of my ignorant classmates, as soon as the bell rings, talking about give us us free. <laughs> I'm not going for it. So I, I like, basically said to my professor—well, not professor, that's college, but it's all blurring together now—my teacher, like, what is the point of us doing it? I'm like, this is for you to not have to teach. We're going to sit here in these—what were classes in high school, like 30 minutes, 45 minutes? We're going to sit in these classes for the rest of the week, watching Amistad, and then you want us to write—so— I mean, he ended up telling me, "Okay, then you can go read this book or something and do a book report and and write about it. And I was like, I I will. I'd much rather go sit in the library and write a book about slavery and the slave trade and slaves coming over from Africa. I'm like, this is such nonsense. This isn't black history. Let's talk about black history in America. Let's talk about black history people's contributions to america i don't i don't i don't want to watch the the boat i don't want to watch that's that's nonsense we're gonna sit here in class and do that i challenge it and i guess that's what you know kind of makes me who i am i'm just like I, i i wonder what they're teaching kids now i wonder what type of stuff they're teaching kids in school now but i was i was damn sure not about to sit there and watch amistad in my advanced history class what's advanced about that anyway let's talk about some advanced reporting, I got to get back to it. And we're going to take a call before we go to the break. So I was telling you guys that I was looking at this article and it's deep, man. There's so much that they uncovered about the Jets, uh, but we, it's all stuff that we knew. But when you see it written down, it's just like, bruh. So like one of the main things, let's, let's read this part. Um, because I was talking about Timmy Boyle, right? Uh Here's a blurb for you. Wilson told coaches and teammates he was under the impression he'd have a direct line to Rodgers even after Rodgers tore his Achilles and flew home to California for surgery in the early stages of his rehab. Instead, Wilson barely heard from him. You didn't have a cell? QB1 and QB2 don't exchange cell phone numbers? Oh, and they they tear down Russell Wilson for having a a go-between guy, right? Richard Sermon was talking about, we couldn't even text Russell Wilson. So it goes on to say it was only after The Athletic reported about Wilson Wilson's hesitance that he went into Sala's office to say he'd start against the Houston Texans that week if asked. He did and had the best game of his career, outdueling, blah, 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 you guys remember the game. Great game for, for Zach Wilson to even have on his resume as one of his most recent games. I hope they trade that kid. I hope he gets another opportunity. Um Things went sideways for Salah after a report about Wilson's reluctance to return to the lineup. That's a problem with the organization, Roger said on the Pat McAfee show. We need to get to the bottom of whatever this is coming from and put a stop to it privately because there's no place in a winning culture. And this isn't the only time there's been a bunch of other leaks. That sent Sala into a tailspin. The coach held a meeting with his staff two days later, where he asked the leaker to reveal himself, according to multiple people in attendance. "Quotes: If you come forward now, you won't get in trouble," he told them, while threatening to take their cell phones. Staffers, <laughs> I just laughed because, like, I'm a grown man, dog. You're not take, get in trouble. How? You're in trouble, Rob. This is your operation. You're the one that gets out on the podium and says, Zach Wilson gives us the best opportunity to win. We're embarrassing quarterbacks. No, you're embarrassing yourself starting Timmy at quarterback. John is in Brooklyn. John, you're on the fan.
3: Oh, man, thank you for taking my call, Keith. Yes, yeah, sir. Man, I just want to <laughs> comment with the Jets, right? This is embarrassing. But, you know, um, I just want to, because yesterday I was hearing you and you were saying that Zach Prescott has one more year. Now, you think, because I was here with Jerry Jones today, and he said that he's not looking forward to giving him that extension. How about if he becomes a free agent, we get rid of Aaron Rodgers, and he comes to the jet? Well, how about that? What do you think of that?
4: It could happen. I bet Dak would be for it. I know his family is for it. Dak, he, he gets dragged uh, by Cowboys fans, and his own owner never believed in him. The reason that they owe Dak the amount of money that they owe him, that's a fourth-round pick, right? They're not going to, like... The, the Cowboys are a mess, and yeah, Jerry Jones says, uh, "Well, I, I told y'all uh, we'll go about as, we'll go about as far as Dak takes us, and, and that's and that's how far we went." Yeah.
3: Hey Keith, can I tell you something? Maybe people think you were white because the way you were rapping, man, you was all flow, man. You gotta get better, bro.
4: Nah. <laughs> You know what it was? I think I was I was nervous when I when I kicked that rap, and I'm due for another one. I got I got hella raps. Um, which one are you talking about? The one I did over the Nas beat? I think I was nervous when I did it, and I wrote that yeah, one yeah. quick. I need more time. Yeah,
3: yeah. And you God, know what? I was laughing, bro. You got me laughing, though. You get you, you make me laugh. You do a good show, brother. Keep doing the good job, man. Seriously, bro.
0: Appreciate up, you, bro. John
4: in Brooklyn. Yeah, nah. Somebody wrote that on one of the comments too. Like, oh, your flow is beat. No, I'm never off beat, player. What are you talking about? But when you're reading a rap and you're live on air in New York City on the radio, like, I dreamed of doing, like, freestyles on the radio in New York when I was a kid. I dreamed of, I met Sway in the fan cave. We went to the club one night. I was just telling uh, my girl Lulu who does my hair this. I'm like, yo, I was in the club with Sway telling him, like, yo, I got to do the five fingers of death freestyle. I got to come to Sirius XM Radio. Give me five beats. And I'll rip the beats. Like, I rap for Sway outside of the fan cave, like, the first couple of weeks that I met him. I remember I, I freestyled. I said something real dumb, but, like, it went off. I was like, uh... <laughs> I was like, we were outside. I was like, I'm rapping in front of the cars. Everybody knows I got bars. B-A-Rs. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. loopy on a late night. <laughs> All right, back to a couple of things. Because I'm running out of time. I only got an hour left. This is fun. Late at night, you can kind of, like, you know... Have at it a bit. But, um, yeah, so Rob Sala, if you come forward now, you won't get in trouble. In trouble how, bro? What are you going to put me in detention? You're going to put me in in-school suspension? He told them while threatening to take their cell phones. Like, man, I'm trying to think. High school is when they threaten to take your cell phone. Like, they can actually do that there at your job? I remember I worked at a grocery store for, I didn't even last a week. But one of the main things was like no cell phone. I was working a cash register. And when nobody was at my cash register, I'm like, all right, let me get a text, Sam, text shorty. Like, yeah, get a couple four locals, get a 30 rack, get a handle. I'll be over there. Oh, Keith, get off your phone or I'm taking your phone. All right, sorry. The uncertainty around the 2024 season lingered until Rodgers publicly endorsed Salah and Douglas a few days before week 16's game. So, like, what a mess, dude. Here's a couple other ones, and uh, we got we to gotta break. Joe and Nutley, you'll be my first call because I'm going to read these. I'm going to plant a seed for the Yankee fans, and in my last hour, we'll hit a bunch of things. So, Positive vibes only, right? That was the mantra. I literally have seen uh, Craig Carton and Evan Roberts wear their positive vibe only shirt <clears throat> that they got from camp. That was a mantra that was written on T-shirts, but behind closed doors, the vibes weren't always positive, especially when Salah would see negative press reports. He would often bring up how, in his mind, the Giants don't get as much negative coverage as the Jets, calling it unfair. And wasn't there something with Aaron Rodgers on Pat McAfee about that? I remember seeing the clip, and I think they played around with it um, because obviously the Giants lost a bunch of games. But Rodgers went on to say something on Pat McAfee. I know. And uh, and the producer's like, we got a break. I'm like trying to get there. I can't think of what Rodgers had said on McAfee in regards to the Giants. But we cut it up here where it was like the Giants suck, blah, 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 blah. You can't be worried about the press that the other team gets. I heard BT say today, you think Aaron Boone is worried about what they write about the Mets versus the Yankees? They don't. Speaking of the Yankees. The Yankees couldn't give Wandy Peralta that deal. Now Wandy Peralta is with the San Diego Yankees. Keith McPherson on the fan. We got a break. I'll be right back. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?